Today we have Megan on the podcast and Megan is an award-winning Belfast-based digital marketer and she specializes in online advertising on platforms including Facebook ads, Google ads for business all across Northern Ireland, UK and far beyond. Today in the podcast you're going to want to listen, have your notebook, it's technical, it's but it's very easy to follow. Um, Megan talks about Facebook ads, the mistakes that business owners are making and how it can you know, make you spend money pretty fast if you don't know what you're doing. So it's good to listen to her, the tips that she gives um, about you know, creating audiences, about creating ads that work and why ads are not working. And, and she gives all that good stuff in the podcast. She also talks about Google ads and Google shopping, how competitive that market is, the budget, all the stuff that we're thinking as business owners, all the information we need to know, she talks about it today. She also gives us some tips on online resources that are out there, free tools where we can learn more and that's, you're not gonna wanna miss that. So I hope you enjoy the podcast as much as I do. This is an exciting new digital world we live in and I want this podcast to help inspire you on your entrepreneurial journey. It's not easy juggling all the balls in the world of work and I know that more than anyone but I invite you to join thousands of our other listeners as we talk about all things money, marketing, hard times and successes. So get ready to be challenged and inspired. This is The Dig Podcast. So obviously I follow you online and all the work that you do and you know I've seen, I've actually been part of your webinars before about Facebook ads. So um, today's podcast is definitely focusing on Facebook ads because I I love how you explain it and how you make it so relatable for businesses. So I was like, Megan, please, please, please. So I can't wait to just dive straight in. Uh-huh. Do you want to tell us just a wee bit about how you ended up at Digital 24 and what you were kind of doing before? Sure. Um, yeah, so I started out in the startup world. Um, I came straight from university and went straight into a business that had a total of three people in it at that point, which was two founders and a developer. So I was the first hire really in the marketing department and so with that in the startup world you do feel you know the world kind of falls on your shoulders a little bit you know very small businesses and so you have to be very very creative and driven and constantly after the bottom line essentially because you know you're what keeps the business afloat really um, and I did that um, between Belfast and Edinburgh in the finance world for couple of years and then when I came out of that I decided I wanted more diversity on a day-to-day basis within my job role so I wanted to work with more businesses at once really I wanted to get into a lot of startups and work with a lot of small businesses and help a lot of business owners and not just one at a time so that's how I ended up finding Digital24 and they're a really reputable agency within Belfast and they do work with a lot of small businesses and you know yourself Caroline a lot of small business owners will um, you know I think the world of me Taylor like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, one of the good guys for sure yeah so that's how I got into Digital24 I found them and uh, they didn't have a job opening but I pastored Neve until she met me in a coffee shop one day. you did that that day. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so I came in and I, uh, I, I started working Digital 24. I was working under um, Carolyn Henderson. She taught me a lot about working with small businesses and um, that was a really fantastic and really quick paced learning period in my life. And I've never really looked back. I'm really happy that I've started mm. working with Digital 24 and I think 
it's an absolute joy feeling like you are helping and supporting small businesses every day with sharing your knowledge and information, not really kind of gatekeeping it behind, you know, very, uh, you know, digital marketing is too hard, you won't get it, you know. Yes. Trying to kind of spread the knowledge and kind of help people um, make it more accessible yes. for businesses. That's amazing and that's what we need as business owners for someone to explain how it works, why we're doing it and if we can't master it, obviously hand it over to you but if we can, it's great to learn the skills. So that's what today is about. Definitely people listen to the podcast and um, Megan to kind of learn so they can take away and actually put it into action straight away. So that's why I knew you would give us some actionable tips. So let's just dive straight in then to Facebook ads. So when I think of Facebook ads, my head spins. <laughs> I am afraid. I feel nervous, I feel a wee bit sick because I don't know how my money, if I'm spending the right amount of money, how much money I should be spending, am I throwing my money away, is it work, you know, I've been through all the emotions of Facebook ads, it scares me that much now I don't even touch it, <laughs> but I'm lucky that I'm not in a business that needs it at the moment, mm-hmm. but if I was a product based like I used to be, um, or, or needing to push something like that sales wise, I know I would be embracing it and needing to find out more. But for anyone that's listening that is product based or needing to learn more about Facebook ads, what are some things that you think businesses should consider when they start to advertise online for the first time? I suppose when you start to advertise online for the first time, um, we do find a lot of businesses will go straight to picking an audience, sticking up an ad. There you go. What I quite like to communicate to businesses is that when you're thinking about running Facebook ads, you shouldn't really just be thinking about Facebook ads. You know, just what does the ad look like? There it is. Is the audience okay? Go ahead. You need to really stop and take a really introspective approach when you're working towards Facebook ads. So really come from a product driven strategy. So you need to think about firstly, what are you selling? And you need to think about how is this product positioned against, well, I suppose in this case, you know, we'll be talking to people with services and products. So, you know, this will also apply to services, but you need to think, how is this positioned against my competitors? So what is it like for price, for quality, um, uh, and for brand as well? So the strength of the brand, what's your core brand messages, USPs there? And you really need to break those down so that kind of helps you get an idea of where you're positioned in the market. Um, if you're cheaper, more expensive. If you're more expensive, you know you need to push on that brand message a bit heavier. Um, those kinds of things may help you build um, a reason why someone would buy from you. So we're thinking about Facebook ads. We need to think, okay, I'm putting this ad out to these users, but why should they care? Like, why did why would they care about my brand? As business owners, we're all incredibly passionate about our products and our businesses. But the users who are seeing your ad, they don't really care. Like their default is, who cares? I'm just scrolling through my Facebook feed, Instagram feed, whatever. Mm -hmm. You need to make them stop scrolling. And that's the number one thing. Why should they stop scrolling? The second question you need to ask before you even touch Facebook ads is, why wouldn't someone buy from me? Like, what's what's my problem <laughs> is what I often say. Okay. So, and that's what you would call like a customer pain point. Um, you need to think of all the reasons why your product maybe is a little bit lower on the kind of value scale than your competition. So again, you know, 
the easy one would think about would be price. You know, maybe it's it's more expensive than your competitors. We think about if it's products, we think about delivery. You know, is your delivery expensive? Maybe you don't offer free delivery. You don't have multiple payment methods on the website like Klarna, uh, PayPal, things like that. Um, and then you may think about brand as well. So I do talk to a lot of like fashion boutiques in Northern Ireland, a lot of fashion boutiques. And when we think about their competition, it just spans so wide mm-hmm. and there's just so much out there and they really, really need to push heavily on brand to really be seen and to get people to stop scrolling because it's just such, such a concentrated market. Mm-hmm. Um, with so much competition but yeah so I I would always push that you need to figure out who you are and why some random person on the street would stop walking and go I like that I want it Mm -hmm. and that's the angle you need to take with the ads and then you can start figuring out the platform from there so that's what I would always say to people Um, a lot of the time we'll see brands or businesses go online put out an ad and then say doesn't work that Facebook ads work. Facebook ads doesn't work yeah but no it's you know you need to think about yeah so recently a boutique said to me I tried them I had Facebook ads they're no good and then they showed me the picture that was the ad I was shocking like and I said to them like even the brand that owns that product you'd have been better using it that picture is terrible the lighting there's loads of stuff in the background it just that would make me not want to buy from you rather than serve me up an ad with that. So they didn't even see, they just thought they were putting money behind it. It should have worked. Exactly. So yeah. there's so much more to think about, like you've said. I think that that's always, that kind of spans even outside of Facebook ads. I mm-hmm. think that's always been the case. Even when you thought it, think about like uh, print advertising, people would think, you know, you buy the ad space in the magazine you get the customers. Mm-hmm. It's so much deeper than that. Exactly. You know, it's it's yeah. it's a visual thing. Like think mm-hmm. about how many print ads you've seen and how many you've actually thought, oh, I like that. I'll, you know, I'll follow up with that. Very few actually. Yes. And those few are the ones that have really, really um, thought about their representation, their brand, all of it. Mm-hmm. And um, made it incredibly strong. So yeah, no, absolutely right. Like it's, it's, you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's, it's a graphic thing as well. Yeah. It's a visual thing. Um, and visuals I often can't find can come second as I well know. with owners. So before you're even ready to spend the money, there's so much work to do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Isn't there? That's the last bit. So much work to do. Yeah. And I think there's so much value in getting professional content done mm-hmm. as well. Um, but even then, like with phones nowadays, yeah. sometimes, you know, it can be enough. You just have to have a good eye for yes. it, really. Um, yeah. And maybe a Canva account. Canva, <laughs> for sure. So we talk about Canva a lot on the podcast. Yeah. But for any new listeners, Canva is a free tool. You can pay for some elements of it as well. But it's on the whole a free tool where you can be a graphic designer in like seconds. It's mm-hmm. actually amazing. And there's loads of online tutorials and all on how to use Canva. It's very, very easy. If you haven't tried it, definitely recommend it. Let me know if you try but so we could talk about that all day like that's a whole rabbit hole like creating content and, <laughs> yeah. and all of that for the app but what are some mistakes you see when you look at Facebook ads accounts I'm sure I um, can just imagine if you had ever looked at mine but what is some of the common things that most people are making mistakes wise um in terms of uh, faux pas like in terms of um ad accounts and structures I don't often okay. see with small businesses uh, a lot of funneling um, so what I mean by funneling, it, it is 
with online advertising, it's still very much so just your standard marketing model where you have, you know, um, the cold, warm and hot audiences. And that's something a lot of businesses don't take into account. So mm -hmm. they may put out one campaign which goes out to users who have never heard of your brand before. Here's an image. Here's my headline. Here's my primary text. Buy my stuff. Um, user then goes onto the website, doesn't buy it, leaves, and then never really sees an ad again. There's no nurturing there of that user. So what we like to see is a user sees an ad, they're cold, they see an ad for the first time for a brand, and they click through onto the website, they have a look around, maybe not for me right now, they leave. They then get targeted again by a separate ad that maybe pushes on those pain points a little bit harder. So the price pain points. So if there's a price pain point, you maybe give a little bit of a discount in the follow-up ads, uh, like a 10% off. If there's a trust pain point, you could push some reviews. So you could push out, you know, if you've got a trust pilot, push out some five-star trust pilot reviews, things like that. And um, if it's a brand issue, you put out your brand story a little bit more clearer to that user. And then you coax them back with more knowledge and more feeling a bit more informed about the brand and a bit more pleased that their pain points have been addressed and they're more likely to then convert. So what we would call that in Facebook ads, we would call that prospecting cold audiences. So you're finding people that haven't heard about your brand and getting them to hear about it and then retargeting. So retargeting would be just targeting people who have been on your website but haven't, say, become a lead or purchased anything, for example, and you're trying to convince them to go through that action. That's something that has been a little bit heavily affected in this past few months by uh, iOS updates. Okay. So we'll maybe talk about that a little bit more um, mm -hmm. yeah. later on, but um, retargeting has become a little bit more tricky now with Facebook because the pixel can't really track iOS users as well as it used to. So we can see people losing a lot of users in their retargeting funnels. And we've heard a lot of small businesses saying that, you know, their remarketing campaigns have been heavily affected by it. What I've started to kind of experiment with and what I'm seeing working really well is targeting based on re-engagement. So you can actually create audiences of people that have clicked on your ad or saved an ad, which is a really, really good indicator that they're really interested, um, or they've maybe shared it or commented on it. And you can create audiences that way all on Facebook. So there's a lot of different ways that you can kind of nurture people. Um, and that's one thing I see missing in a lot of these smaller ads accounts um, is that kind of funnel. So I suppose if anybody is interested in kind of setting one up, after this, a small funnel just to prospecting and retargeting. Um, in terms of like budget between those, I would say the golden rule is somewhere between 80-20 and 70-30% okay. across the two. Um, but we can find that be really, really effective. Okay. Um, I'd say there's a lot of small business owners thinking, oh my goodness, I don't do any of that. So it definitely gets results when you embrace that type of model for your ads. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and what are the, some of the key metrics that you'd look at if you are running ads on Facebook for obviously like looking for if things are working or what, what kind of things are you looking at and measuring? Mm -hmm. 
so I suppose if you're just starting out um, yeah. as a small business, um, one thing that we get a lot is that, you know, oh my goodness, my ads, they haven't had any purchases, they haven't had any sales, they haven't had any leads, like what's going wrong here? Mm. Um, what we would often say is, okay, we need to look at other metrics. If you've just started, you maybe, you wouldn't expect sales and leads immediately like that in most cases. Mm -hmm. You need to figure out what works through other um, lower down metrics first and then kind of start leaning into those. So when we first start out, we would generally want run quite a few different ads and audiences. And I would look for things like um, click-through rate is a really big one. Um, so click-through rate is really important. That tells us that somebody has stopped scrolling and they've clicked through from the ad onto my website. Um, and so that tells me maybe the audience is getting a bit better um, the ad itself is performing quite well. So if that's somewhere above around two to 3%, uh, that can tell me that that audience is quite engaged and I'm doing quite well. Other things we maybe look for things like impression, reach and frequency. So impressions and reach are two things that we do often see confused with one another. Um, they are very different metrics. So, uh, impressions is the number of times your ads have been seen by people and reach are the number of people that have seen your ads. So does that make sense? Yes, just... yes, yes, no, yeah. no, yeah. Um, so frequency is the count of, on average, how many times one person will see your ad. Uh -huh. So normally we don't like to see frequency go above about three, otherwise you're wasting a lot of money keeping retargeting one person who maybe has already decided they're not interested. Yes. Um, but and is this all easily identified within the Facebook ads platform? Like you can see frequency, impression, reach. That's all very easy to see when you open up the platform. Yeah. So when you do open up the platform, you do land on like a standardized dashboard with um, performance mm -hmm. um, metrics listed. You can change the columns that are shown um, just along the right. There's a little drop down. If you click on performance, it will go customize columns. You can go in there and then you can just type in and click whatever metrics you want to see and pull them into your dashboard there. Okay. okay. Um, so that'll pull them all through. Um, yeah, so those those things, so impressions, reach and frequency are really important to keep an eye on. Just make sure you're not your audience isn't too small, you're not crossing over mm -hmm. a load of people again. Mm -hmm. Click through rate is such a good one to keep an eye on if you're testing any content. And then obviously things like conversion rate, you know purchases, leads, your bottom line, really. Yes. Um, but that may come a little bit further down the line. The Dig Podcast is all about educating my listeners, but it's so important to me that it is also a place to gain exposure. Each week, we open up the podcast to brands and business owners to pitch to you guys. I can't wait for you to hear from this week's business. Hi. I'm Lauren, owner of Izzy Sweeties, based in Portadown, County Armagh, and I like to say I am the female version of Willy Wonka. I specialise in a range of personalised sweet favours for special events such as weddings, birthdays, communions, christenings and employee and corporate gifting. I also have a range of pick and mix boxes to celebrate those special occasions or just as a tasty treat for yourself. I recently introduced my gluten-free, vegan, vegetarian and dairy-free range. I don't think anyone should have to miss out on tasty Izzy Sweeties treats. 
I also stock a full range of gummy, foamy and fizzy pick and mix sweets brands such as Vidal, Kingsway, Sweet Zone and many more, which are not readily available in your local shops. Our products are always made to order to ensure they are not only look great, but they taste amazing. I offer local collection from my base in Portadown or delivery within a 10 mile radius. Areas outside of this radius can opt for postage across the rest of Northern Ireland, UK mainland and Ireland. To order, please visit my website www.izzysweeties.com or alternatively send us a message on Facebook or Instagram at Izzy Sweeties. Izzy Sweeties, making the world a little bit sweeter. The question everyone always asks me is how much money they should spend. I'm sure you get that all the time. And some people say to me like, I am spending an absolute fortune on Facebook ads. And I'm like, well, what is, everybody's fortune is different. <laughs> yeah. I get that. Totally get that before we go on. And and she said, £150 a month. Like, my God. And this is one lady who said this to me. And I was like, no, I don't think that's going to cut it. Like, £150 on Facebook anymore. You know, maybe in years gone by when it wasn't as expensive. Mm-hmm. But obviously now everyone's kind of embracing the Facebook ads. That means the price is going up for to get. Is that am I right in saying that? Absolutely, yeah. So, so how much money does it cost to get an effect? Or is it different with everyone? Um, well, yeah. Give us a ballpark. What, what you said, everybody's thinking, <laughs> no, no, just tell us, just tell us around about how much are you talking? Like, what would you not go below? Oh, okay. So I, I probably, I would often recommend 300 pounds is okay. where you want to start. A so month. 10 pounds a day. Yeah. Okay. A month, 10 pounds a, a day. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I like to hear figures. People like to hear figures, <laughs> right? Okay. But often, like a lot of the time I would say, when people do ask, like we get asked that question a lot. I know. That is such a frequently asked question. Because <laughs> um, everybody's so scared of the money aspect. They want to know what's this going to cost me. I know. There's, uh, but you know, you're absolutely right in saying it's so different for everybody. Yes. Like it's going to be incredibly different for somebody who's targeting the United States to someone who's targeting, you know, Northern Ireland or Ireland. Yeah. They're very different ad spaces. But what I would often recommend is your budget with Facebook ads the perfect budget is what you are comfortable with. Okay. Reason being, your first while of Facebook ads, um, especially if you're coming into it with fresh eyes, you know, um, new to the ads platform, your first month or two is going to be filled with testing Mm -hmm. and you're probably not going to be profitable within those couple of months. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, that means... If you are coming at it from a perspective that you are comfortable with the spend, um, then you can continue testing and you can feel confident that the budget is going somewhere good and you know you can want to keep going. If you go in and force yourself to spend above what you're comfortable with, mm-hmm. it's more likely you're going to want to turn them off like yeah. really quickly and then you're just going to say, it doesn't work, not doing that again and then you know, that's it. So we always say what you're comfortable with, but if you absolutely want to figure, then 300 pounds, we often say 10 pounds a day. Good, that's okay, that's good. good. That's a good starting number. point. But I guess the key message is you can't, like I have family members who throw their money at Facebook ads and hope it works. And um, it's one of my brothers, he won't mind me saying, he's like, I did that ad there last week, got nothing from it, nothing. And mm-hmm. I'm like, did you, how do you know it even, like what way did it perform? And he's like, what are you on about? <laughs> like he, like some people actually have no clue about this. So even if anybody gets any kind of information from this today, I know a lot of it's very technical. You know, I think the key thing is you need to start looking at the dashboard and seeing is anyone actually clicking through on that ad? If they didn't, why not? Am I right? And if they mm-hmm. did, 
then build on that content. Yeah, is that no, kind absolutely. of basic way yeah. to look at it? Yeah, you start out with a range of content, give yourself direction. Okay. What gets the best click through rate? Just go with that, really. Um, okay. I suppose the question I would ask your brother is, you know, what what objective was he? If he oh, doesn't know he what he's looking to for, a car. <laughs> stick that car up and stick a lock of pine behind it. But but there has to be that can be a very quick way for money to start, you know, just flowing out of your bank account. Mm-hmm. And um, I did say, like, he has had success before with them, but it was a bit of a fluke, I have to think. Right. As in, I just think he's not doing it strategically at all, and he does want to learn more, so he has to listen. I'm going to tell him to listen to his podcast. But would you say, I know we haven't really got this in the list of questions, so I'm sorry if you weren't prepared for this question, That's but okay. um, if you were, if, for example, it was a car salesman and he had a picture of a car and that was one ad that he's putting out, would you say to test, if he was trying to sell that car, create like three different types of content is that what you would do and and send it out or three create three different audiences and send the same content out to those three audiences or Mm -hmm. i'm trying to figure out how you actually embrace that yeah so the the depth of your testing does depend on your budget a little bit okay yes spreading the budget too thin can really be a nail in the coffin okay Um, but say if you did have the budget for it then absolutely i would go out with you know three audiences with the three different types of ads. Okay. Um, a lot of the time we can see if you even do continue running with three different formats, so say you had a video carousel and image, uh-huh. we can see that can work quite well anyway. Um, All together, reason being it's frequency. You know, somebody may see your ads more than one time from that particular yes. ad set or campaign. So if they're seeing a variance in content, it's more likely you might hit them with a message that actually works. Yeah. Um, if okay. you have those three varying messages. So if you were selling a car, I would recommend doing image and video. Okay. Because it's a single car, carousel is probably not really the right way to go. You're okay. not going to have too much um, for the different cards there. Um, and then separate audiences. Yeah, I would test those. So a lot of the time what I would test would be maybe a couple of different interest audiences and maybe even lookalike. Um, if he has a Facebook following, you can basically look like off those. Um, so selecting 18 to 65 year olds, no. men and women, is not a good way to go. <laughs> um, so people do that, Megan. I'm sure you see that. Uh, do you know what? It, it can work. Right, okay. It actually, you know, sometimes you say, sometimes it can just be a fluke. Sometimes yeah. it does just work. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but most the times thing it's is, better to break that down, isn't it? Yes, not too narrow at the minute okay. now. So it okay. used to be that yes. the narrower you went, the better your ads would work. Okay. Now, post iOS stuff, um, it works a little bit wider, tends to work okay. better. That's good though, isn't it? That's better because you're getting more people into the audience. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You do you do still find though it can be a little bit fluky here and there. Now the reason is if you ever put together an audience that's maybe, I don't know, um, 200,000 people, and you run your ads for a month and you see that you have reached, say, 10,000 in that month. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have a frequency of maybe two, three or four. Um, it's quite a high frequency. And you think, why is my ad, complete? why is it showing to these same people over again when there's like thousands of more people within mm-hmm. my audience that mm-hmm. I've set up? Um, the reason being is when you start running ads, Facebook will find 
like a niche within your overall broad audience and kind of focus on that little niche and keep poking away at them. Okay. So that's why these flukes happen because okay. you set the ads live and Facebook kind of scans around for all these different types of people and then finds a little group of people that might be more likely to convert and then just keeps going at them. Mm -hmm. um, Facebook can get it wrong, Facebook can get it right. So this is where all these flukes happen. Sometimes broad works. Yeah, um, yeah. Sometimes it goes horribly it wrong. Flops. But it's it's good to kind of understand what is going right. So. I would say go fairly tight, but not too. Oh, now it's like it used to be breaking down 18 to 22 year olds and then. No, okay. Okay. So things have changed a bit since I was doing Facebook ads. What about, so Facebook ads, look, it's not the type of thing you're going to listen to this podcast and be able to go away and start running like huge campaigns. It's, it is a learning and it does change a lot, doesn't it, Megan? You have to yeah. continually keep yourself educated about it to do it right. Don't yes. You? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's. I would say it's 95% of my full-time job. Really? You so see, so if you're listening to this, don't beat yourself up that you can't do it. Yeah, it's you're hard. Afraid to. Yeah. It, is, it is like, yeah, it's hard going. And they, Facebook don't make it easy either. Yeah. Like Facebook can... Why is that? Do they want you to like... I don't know. I know. Honestly. <laughs> I know. Why? Surely they should be making this easy for people to spend their money. But it yeah. isn't an easy process. No. No. So, so, um... Megan and Digital24 are always giving out tips and all on their socials about Facebook ads and any training that's coming up in any webinars. So keep an eye out for that because it's not something you're going to learn, you know, overnight. And it is something you have to update all the time, unfortunately. What about Google ads? This is another thing. Now, you need to be doing Google ads. Everybody's like, I just had a, a lady I spoke to before you on the podcast and she is having a phenomenal time with Google ads, yeah. loving life business is flying she totally promoted google ads so what tell us a little bit about that and what way that works uh google ads as a whole uh, so yeah so google ads is a search advertising platform yes. so you know you're basically targeting people who are searching for something yes so we could probably think about from the perspective of you know selling the car mm -hmm. um so you may be targeting people that type in um used car, second-hand car, and all the various ways they can look for a car online. The main type of ads within Google that people normally think of when you think of Google ads are the search ads themselves, the text ads that you mm -hmm. see come above the organic listings. Um, they um, are really, really effective for the likes that we find leads um, and can be for sales as well. Whenever we work in the e-commerce sphere, however, we normally lean towards shopping. Google shopping. So Google shopping, yeah. Okay. So Google shopping is um, whenever you maybe type in um, like Tommy Hilfiger trainers and you see a bunch of cards come along the mm -hmm. top of Google um, or you can go into the shopping tab and it's all those shopping mm -hmm. tabs there and they all come from Google shopping and Google Merchant Center. Mm -hmm. Those are the two key ones we'd work with. Yes. Um, Google Ads is absolutely brilliant for um, getting really high intent traffic on your site. So the main difference between like Facebook ads and Google ads is the intent, really. Okay. So with Facebook ads, you're generating intent. You're going out to people and saying and trying to convince them mm -hmm. to care. With Google ads, you're capturing users who are already ready to purchase something okay. they're already typing they're already looking for it okay so if i'm going online and typing in like tommy hilfiger sneakers trainers i'm already ready to buy some yes you don't need to convince me okay you just need to give me a good price okay so when i'm listening to this i'm thinking so why would i bother with facebook because 
<laughs> well, in that's, my that's head, a very good <laughs> as a business owner, I'm thinking, well, why would I even throw my money away? Then I would just go to the people who want me and give them what they want. But obviously, there's a reason. There's obviously a place for Facebook ads. But mm-hmm. is it better to think about maybe putting your money? I suppose if you're on a tight budget perhaps thinking about Google mm-hmm. shopping or if you're product based or yeah so with Google ads um there is a limit to the intent that is there okay you know um so for example um like ASOS clothing they can only show up for so many searches and capture so many sales mm-hmm. that are happening mm-hmm. but they have to go out and they have to convince people to maybe buy again so they might may have to show me an ad say I've purchased 60 days ago and they think she's going to be ready to purchase something soon. I'm going to show her another ad. Mm -hmm. They need to come out and get me back in and keep me in this cycle and keep me in the loop. Um, And they may need to bring in new people and make them aware of their brand. Reason being, so Google ads, with it being like text ads and just cards and cards and cards of just products with product titles against each other, there's Mm -hmm. nothing really fancy looking about them. There's nothing really branded there. Yes. The thing is, users always default to look at the price. over anything else so unless they have some kind of an affiliation to your brand Google Ads is probably going to cost you Mm -hmm. more than it would do if you were working hand in hand with Facebook and doing all that brand work alongside it yes okay so that's why Facebook Ads is important it's important to generate that content and then capture it as well on both platforms so Google Shopping and Google search can be really hard, really mm-hmm. hard, especially if you are in a very, very competitive space mm-hmm. on Google. Mm-hmm. Like um, you mentioned Tommy Hilfiger there. So in the shop that I used to have, I actually couldn't even run Google ads and Google shop because it was so expensive because I couldn't compete with Tommy Hilfiger and all the big competitors that were all paying to get the top mm-hmm. spaces on Google. And it, 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 Whereas I've actually answered the question I asked you now, but I did do Facebook ads because I could get some kind of traction yeah. on there because it was less competitive space. There is, there, yeah, there's a much higher barrier to entry on Google Ads, I yes. find. okay. As, as well, like it's to do with your website. Like Google Ads is a lot more picky about your website. Okay. And it does go very hand in hand with SEO. So okay. it can be harder, we find, for small business owners to optimize uh, Google Ads, search and shopping, especially shopping. Mm-hmm. Like shopping is something that um, we find is a bit unknown for a lot of people in terms of how to optimize properly yes um but yeah i do find there is a much higher barrier to entry on google ads not only like website products all of that but also it's a bit of a knowledge barrier as well and Mm -hmm. that um it's quite tricky to learn and it does take longer to learn i just find with facebook ads business owners can relate more they understand what a facebook ad really looks like at the end and what it should contain and things like that so And what are some things as a business that a business could do to bring down their cost on Google Ads? Yeah, so the costs on Google Ads are mainly driven by, well, for starters, it's competition. I mean, yes. we've already stated that. You know, if it's a very competitive search term, mm-hmm. you're going against really, really big brands. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are looking to get to number one, the main thing we talk about is always quality score on Google Ads, and you may see this on your platform, when you go into your individual keywords, it'll show you a a rating out of 10. That's your quality score. So the three things that make that up in terms of getting your ads cheaper and to think about are your landing page. So this is like I said, you know, you need to focus on things that you would focus on with SEO. So how fast does your website load? Does it take longer than three seconds? 
or two seconds on a mobile, which is super fast. You think mm-hmm. no one's going to wait for two seconds now on their mobile. It's a bit mad, but yeah. it's true. Okay. Um, you know, is there a relevance between your landing page to maybe the keywords you're bidding on or to your um, product ad on shopping? So when a user clicks through, are they seeing what they'd expect to see? Um, we'd also talk about then keyword relevance. So again, this goes between both shopping and search. Um, you want to keep on top of your search terms report. When you're bidding on a keyword within Google Ads, um, there are different um, match types is what they call. So you can either get phrase match exact or broad match. We'll not go too deep into that, sorry. Yes. Um, but essentially, um, a lot of the times Google Ads will also show your ads on related queries and not just the one that you gave Google Ads. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it gets it wrong and it will show your ads a lot of times on completely unrelated things. Um, so I suppose an example I can think of is, um, off the top of my head, is if you are looking to put ads out um, for selling a property, so property sales, Google Ads will also show that on a related query, which is um, purchasing a property, which are two opposite, completely different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but Google Ads will show it anyway. So okay. you want to make sure that you're keeping on top of your search terms report. And you just read through. You can read through in that report all the things that Google Ads is showing your ads for, and you can tick one, tick it and add it to your negative um, list. Yes. And that means that won't show anymore. And doing stuff like that can make your ads way more relevant Mm -hmm. over time by making sure you're filtering out all those irrelevant things and optimize it to only show on super relevant things and um, bring down that cost over time. Um, And then click-through rate is really important in Google Ads as well. So um, the main reason that Google Ads takes ad relevance, click-through rate, and landing page experience um, so seriously is that it wants to charge people more to get a position on an ad space if they're not really meant to be there. Okay. It wants to make sure that Google stays relevant so that people will still use Google and won't go to another search engine. Mm-hmm. So they're essentially trying to gatekeep those places and make sure that things are really, really relevant. So if your ads are relevant and users aren't responding well to them, Google will charge you more to, to have those positions on the ad spaces, and that's where expensive cost per click start to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, so the more relevant you are, and the better your ads are on Google Ads, the less you'll have to pay to get a number one position, and that's how big brands do it. Essentially, yes. it's all through optimization and mm-hmm. you know understanding that quality score and just making things really relevant. Yeah. And it's just as simple as thinking, for user types in secondhand cars, what do they want to see? I want to have secondhand cars in my actual headline and you know then the rest of it then as well so mm-hmm. um and do you see a lot of small business owners doing this themselves and doing it well megan or is this something that you would have to have like a team member in analyzing that every day or do you see something that is achievable as a small business owner to do themselves i think absolutely is achievable to okay. do by yourself that's good um, to hear because i'm feeling like i need that motivation right now when i'm listening i'm like my goodness there's so uh-huh. much information do you know what there is um there's really good resources for okay. free on- tell us what they are <laughs> 
I think they've actually renamed it. Um, but it used to be called Google Digital Garage. And okay. It'll still show up. I think it's Think with Google now. Okay. But they offer free certifications and courses okay. run by Google, and it's broken down into all these sections, and they do little videos at each section as well. Okay. All available for free on YouTube as well. Oh wow! Okay. I think that's a really fantastic resource for business owners to kind of help them get their head a little bit around. Google Ads and how tricky it can be. Yes. Um, and it really helps to simplify it and um, just breaks down that barrier. I'm so excited to be able to finally launch the Dig Social Academy. It's something that I've been working on for so long, so the excitement is real. It'll be my first online course and one that I just can't wait to deliver. It's a social media bootcamp and is suitable for anybody wanting to learn techniques on how to navigate through Facebook and Instagram. I know that's not easy sometimes. So as well as learning to navigate through those platforms, we'll also learn how to create content that gets you noticed online. So if you would like to be part of the Social Media Academy, then follow my Instagram, dig for success, send me a message and I'll send you a direct link to the course. It's gonna be amazing. Okay, so we're going to link that in the show notes for anybody that's listening that's missed that. So that's really good free resource for trying to train because this is never going to be enough. This is just information to try and test the water and give you some keywords, etc. that's needed. But you're definitely going to have to train yourself more on this. So just to kind of bring it all together, what do you think are some considerations small businesses should have when they're thinking about advertising online right now? So just to kind of bring it all back and tell us what's the key things we should be thinking about. So I would also think about changes that are happening with cookies online right now and depreciation cookies online because you might see um, some changes in terms of privacy rules in and around Google as well. Um, none of that's happened yet, um, but there is a lot of articles going out online, updates, things like that. So just with your morning coffee, I would have we Google in the morning, um, iOS 14 cookies. Okay, so I'm going to challenge digital 24 to keep us updated about that whenever <laughs> okay. our morning we're drinking our morning coffee i want to click in and see what digital 24 says because sometimes for us as people who aren't in that kind of field of i would read something online means nothing to me megan yeah i need you or nave or someone on the team or someone in digital to put it into our terms say right this is what this means this is what you need to do so will you do that for us you think Neve will do that for us? Like, yeah, I'll have, you, I'll have a chat with you. You tell her that I want her to tell us about all the changes. But I know Digital 24 is always so good at keeping us up to date. And that's what I love about social media because you can learn so much from like agencies like you guys. Like there's no one as good as you, obviously, in doing what you do. But I mean, we depend on you to keep us, keep us right and keep us afloat. But like, thank you so much for discussing all of that. Where can we keep, like I'm talking about Digital 24 and that's because I know you so well, but where can everybody that's listening keep following you guys and what you are doing and learn from you. Yep, so we do post reg regularly on our Instagram, which is uh, we are digital 24 And we do also post blogs on our website, which is digital24.com. And we do also run webinars fairly frequently. So I would just keep on top then of our Instagram and Facebook. That's where we normally post about that. Yes. Um, and I would, you know, keep on top of some, some of them are free. Um, yeah. to attend there are limited numbers so you have to get in fairly quick yes um yeah that that's where you can hear most of us yeah yeah and i have attended loads of the webinars and they're great learning tools again you have to keep updating your knowledge but definitely motivates you to want to learn more of being in the facebook ads training the google ads training and, and it gives you the knowledge you need as a small business owner to try and navigate it yourself because sometimes yeah. you can't have 
a big agency on board because of loads of reasons, budget or whatever. But if you can learn what you can yourself, it can give you like a good wee scope for getting mm-hmm. started. So thank you so much. Thank you for coming. I know it was your first podcast, so it was really, really lovely for you to be here and to do that with us. And yeah, can't wait to keep following Digital 24. Thank you so much. Thank you. No problem. Thank you so much for tuning in to another week of the Dig podcast. If you missed anything, we've made some show notes for you with all the links and all the good stuff we've talked about today. Remember, if you do listen to an episode, screenshot it and share it on social. Remember to tag me so that I see it and I can reshare on my platform. I love to see everyone tuning in each week. It has been an honour to be your host. I look forward to our next episode.